Hi everyone, this is the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. Today we're gonna to do another book club edition of A Perception of Reality. We're gonna finish up chapter five, all about emotions. And I'm gonna read the first, uh, that part, that section, section three in chapter five, and then the Roundtable gang will join us and we'll have a discussion all about it. Emotions are part of your guidance system. They let you know where your focus is, and this issue can go really deep because it's at the heart of deliberate creation. We want to change our set of beliefs so that we're able to focus on what we appreciate, what we're grateful for, all the good stuff in our life, and then reorganize or re-look at those things that we think are wrong or bad. Until we change that idea of what's wrong or bad, we can't really be deliberate creators because we'd be creating a lot of what we don't want. So when we look at the things we think are wrong and we, we change our mind about that and focus on what we do appreciate, then we can create what we deliberately want or we can deliberately create what we want more easily and things just start working. So I hope you enjoy this episode. As always, make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review, leave a comment, and share this podcast with your friends. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll see you at the end. Chapter 5, Section 3. Your emotional state of being has an impact on your focus on the negative or positive aspects of any event. If you're currently in a lower emotional state of being, such as depression, you will likely find a match to your state of being in whatever event you're observing. If you're in a high emotional state of being, such as passion or happiness, you'll likely be a match to the positive aspects of any event. Your emotional state attracts like vibration, and as always, you have control over your emotional state of being. You are always in a varying emotional state of being. You are often in an emotional state of contentment and well-being. Sometimes you dip into the emotional state of anger, and sometimes you rise to the emotional state of exhilaration. Emotional states are similar to moods and can change as easily and as often as your mood alters. You could be in the emotional state of well-being, but as you observe something unwanted, you might dip into an emotional state of frustration. As you observe something that you perceive as pleasing, you raise your emotional state once again. As you remain unaware of your control over your own emotional states, you allow them to rise and fall as a result of your observation. You have control over your emotional state of being at any time. However, you must practice your way into higher emotional states for longer durations. It must be your conscious decision and focus to bring yourself to these higher vibrating states of emotion. Your state of emotion determines your access to thoughts and therefore it's at the basis of that which you attract. At lower emotional states of being, such as rage or jealousy, you have access mostly to lower vibrating thoughts that match your present emotional state. If you're in an emotional state of jealousy, for instance, the thoughts you attract are not those of compassion, love, and peace. They are most likely those of fear and doubt, injustice and revenge. Your state of being limits or expands access to thoughts. You might think you create your own thoughts in your mind. This is not completely accurate since all thoughts that have ever existed still exist and are still available. You attract thoughts. The type and quality of thoughts you attract is dependent on your vibration at the time you summon the thought. If you are in a high emotional state, you are vibrating at a high level and you will attract thoughts that match your high vibration. You have gained access 
through your higher vibration to thoughts that exist and are only available at this level. When you find yourself in a lower vibrational state of emotional being, such as anger, the first thought that might come to you at this lower level is of an act of violence. You might have the thought of punching the object of your anger, whether it's another person or something inanimate, such as your computer. This thought, given your lower emotional state of being, might appear to be a good idea at the time. You might be inspired to act out this idea. Given your lower emotional state of being, the idea of striking someone or something may feel good to you. But lower vibrating thoughts bring an even lower vibration when acted on or just dwelled upon. When you feel the higher emotional state of interest in something or passion for what you're doing, you will have access to thoughts that vibrate at a higher level. When you act upon these thoughts, which also make you feel better, you raise your emotional state even more. You begin attracting at an even higher level. Higher emotional states of being give you access to higher vibrating thoughts, which increase your attracting power to even higher emotional states of being. The cycle spirals upwards. Lower emotional states of being bring lower vibrating thoughts, which feel just as valid, but result only in lower emotional states of being. When you're in the lower emotional state of anger and you receive the inspiration to strike your computer, the result is a broken computer, a fractured hand, or both. As a result of your ruined computer, you feel even worse. Your computer must be fixed and you're gonna to have to explain how this occurred. Your emotional state of being now dips even further. Since you have total control over every aspect of your life, as you are the sole creator of your experience, you have control over your emotional state of being. Any chronic state of being, whether it's joy or depression, is simply the result of a consistent level of thought. If you chronically attract higher vibrating thoughts through your focus of attention, you tend to live in higher emotional states of being. If you are consistently seeing the negative aspects of events, your emotional state of being will tend toward and may even be based in a lower emotional state such as depression. Any given state of being is the result of consistent focus on either positive or negative aspects of one's life. Generally, happy people focus on aspects of life that are more positive in nature and pleasing to them when they turn their attention to them. Similarly, unhappy or depressed people tend to focus on the aspects of life that are more negative in their perception. They focus more on the unwanted things or the current lack of wanted things and they experience bad feeling emotions. The bad feeling emotions drive their emotional state of being toward a lower level, and they receive more unpleasant feeling thoughts. Their emotions are chronically bad feeling, and they lose the ability from this perspective to gain a high vibrational state of being. They are unaware of their power over their state of being and fall into a trap of delusion. Since they have access only to lower level thoughts, from their limited perspective, it seems like they have no control over the situation. They may not regain control until they transition into the non-physical, where they will have full access to higher vibrating thoughts and much higher levels of being. You must be consistently aware of your current state of being. If you're in a high vibrating emotional state, you will have access to high vibrating thoughts. When you act on these thoughts, you can be assured that they will lead to higher vibrating emotional states of being. These thoughts at this level can be trusted. If you make a decision in a high emotional state, it's the right decision.
You must be fully aware of your emotional state before acting on any thought that comes while in that emotional state. Awareness of your emotional state is the key. Once you have made a decision in a high emotional state, you might reconsider the decision at a lower vibrational state. The decision does not appear to be a sound from a low emotional state of being. It's not because the decision or the events surrounding it have changed, it's because you have changed perspective. Your perspective from your lower emotional state of being has shifted from one of generally positive nature to one of a more generally negative nature. You see the world and this particular decision in a new light. It's a more negative light, and the thoughts that come to you as you ponder this decision are of a negative nature and make the decision appear to be negative. However, this is an illusion. You have control over your emotional state of being as long as you are aware of this control. For most of your life, you may have been under the assumption that your state of being was caused by conditions that were out of your control. Because you now realize that you are the creator of your reality, and thus you cause the conditions, you now know you have power to be in a state of alignment under any set of conditions. We understand the difficulty involved in reaching and maintaining alignment when you are not used to practicing thoughts that bring you into alignment with your inner self, with your desires, or with an improved state of being. But you can come into alignment if you learn how and if you practice it often. Emotional states of being are similar to moods with varying degrees of intensity. Moods are generally either good or bad. You're in a good mood one moment, a bad mood the next, and a good mood again later. Emotional states of being are more variable in intensity and range from a very low vibrational state of being to a moderately low vibrational state of being to a moderately high vibrational state of being to a very high vibrational state of being. The lower your vibration at any moment in time, the lower your emotional state of being. The higher your vibration, the higher your emotional state of being. All emotional states of being have specific and unique vibrational frequencies. Rage is different from anger in vibrational terms and has variations of intensity within it. We could get very specific in describing the vibrational patterns of every aspect of every possible emotion. Attraction is specific to your overall vibrational pattern at each moment in time and brings to you that which you are matched based on your overall vibrational pattern. As you can imagine, your vibrational pattern is not static, but is in constant state of flux. In the long term, your life will unfold based on your overall vibrational pattern. In the short term, you will attract manifestation events that reflect your vibrational pattern in the moment, or we could say, during the short term. An awareness of your emotional state of being allows you to realize what you are attracting during the day. This is of great importance given the nature of momentum. If you're in the lower emotional state of worry, for instance, you'll attract thoughts of worry that will manifest into events that reflect your worrisome thoughts back to you in the form of a physically unfolding manifestation event. The event confirms your worry and you tend to become even more worried. However, if you understand that the event is just indicating the nature of your emotional state of being and has no other significance in and of itself, you can see the event simply as the physical manifestation of your state of being. It works like a mirror reflecting back to you the image of your state of being. You can now stop and realize 
that it was your worrisome thoughts that led to the event. Once you change your state of being and thus change the predominance of your thoughts, you will change the type of manifestation events that occur. The key to changing your state of being in the moment is to understand in more detail the mechanism of emotional states of being. Most humans react to the conditions they see around them. They want the conditions to be different before they allow themselves to feel differently. If they hear some bad news, they might internalize it and start to feel badly. If they hear some good news, they react in a positive manner. However, if you realize that others, including the news, society at large, and all other people have no ability to create your reality, then you do not need to react to outside conditions. You make the conditions. It is time for you to understand this fact and realize that you can change your own conditions. You cannot alter conditions by reacting negatively to the conditions in the moment. You must change the conditions over time through thought alone. Action in the moment of an unwanted condition will generally worsen your feelings regarding the condition. Any condition that exists in your life, either wanted or unwanted, was previously created by your predominance of thought. This is a very specific concept regarding the process of deliberate creation, but it is important to understand that even in your ignorance of the process, you created the conditions that currently exist in your life. You must understand this key concept before you can change or improve any single aspect of your life. You created the job or lack of job you now have. You created all the relationships in your life, whether they bring you joy or its opposite. You created the things in your possession, whether you appreciate them or find them burdensome. You have created it all in your mind before it ever existed in your reality. Your state of being over time played a part in what you've created. If you have a happy life, you've been mostly living in higher states of being. If you are unhappy with the present conditions of your life, you have been more often in lower vibrational states of being. Each aspect of your life is reflected in your predominant emotional state of being. If you are happy at home with your family, but unhappy at work, you have different emotional states of being as a direct observance of these different environments. Change your state of being at work and you will change that aspect of your life. How can you change your emotional state of being while at work when you hate your job? First, you must realize it was your thoughts that created your job, which in turn created the aspects of your job you do not like. If you were in a low emotional state of being when you took the job, then your focus was on negative aspects of the job. If you were in an emotional state of being described as unworthiness, you took a job that perfectly fit with your emotional state and reflected that state back to you. With this knowledge, should you now quit your job to remove yourself from the condition? You could, but only if you were sure you could find a higher state of being prior to finding a new job. However, a far more productive course of action would be to understand the role of your emotional state of being plays in any condition, including your present work environment. The job itself is neither positive or negative in nature. It's your focus of attention that creates the illusion of positivity or negativity within you. Your perspective creates a job that is either hated or loved. Your perception is the only thing that matters. As you change your perception of the job you once hated, to a perception of the same job you now appreciate, your job will actually change. 
you have all the power. So instead of quitting that job, try focusing on all the positive aspects and removing your attention from the negative aspects. Like a large ship with you in control of the rudder, your attention to the positive will slowly begin to turn the ship in the direction you prefer. Over time, with consistent attention to the positive aspects of the job, you will come to either love this job, be promoted to a position you love, or be inspired to find a completely new job. However, the job will not change until you consciously realize you have control and start to think better thoughts. You improve your emotional state of being by deliberately improving your thoughts. Since your emotional state of being is predisposed to thoughts that vibrate at that level, you must consciously and consistently reach for better feeling thoughts. You may not achieve thoughts of joy from a state of depression, but you can reach for general thoughts of well-being, which will lead to thoughts of hopefulness. In a state of depression, you must focus your attention on the positive aspects of your present condition. You must stay general in nature. You must realize that in the present moment, you're fine and everything's fine. Slowly, with more deliberate thoughts of well-being, you will bring yourself to an improved emotional state of being, which will bring you to better feeling thoughts. The better you feel, the more good feeling thoughts will arrive naturally. Your emotional state of being is usually based on your perception of the present conditions of your life. You thought your way into these conditions, and you'll have to think your way into conditions you prefer. You must think more positive thoughts about your present conditions. You cannot change your present conditions by wishing they were different. That only holds you in place because you're focused on what's wrong with the present conditions. Since there's no wrong anywhere in the universe, the universe believes that because of you're focused on the present conditions you do not like, you actually prefer the negative conditions of your present condition. Therefore, through the law of attraction, the universe brings you more of what you do not want. Due to your attention to the negative aspects of your present condition, the universe assumes that these are the aspects you prefer. The universe assumes you would only focus your attention on the aspects you want, not on the aspects you dislike. Thus, you get more of whatever you focus your attention on. If you want a better house, you must focus your attention on the aspects of your present house that you like or even love. The more you focus your attention on the aspects you like, the more you will like your house and the easier it will be for you to move toward an ever-improving living condition. If you come to love your house, you'll be inspired to an improved condition regarding your home. This may lead to someone wanting to buy it or the inspiration for you to put it on the market or maybe to remodel it. Focus on the positive aspects you already appreciate and those aspects must become more and better. It's the law of the universe. Focus on the aspects you perceive as negative, and those aspects must become more and worse. This, too, is the law of the universe. By focusing on the positive aspects of any present condition, you improve your emotional state of being, which will begin to improve your present condition. There is always the lag of time in physical reality. Your present emotional state of being affects how your life unfolds over time. Your new, improved state of being will also begin to affect 
how your life unfolds over time. Momentum has brought you to this place, so your ship turns slowly towards a new direction. Give it time and with consistently improved thoughts and improved emotional states of being, you will move in the direction of what is desired rather than what is not desired. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Book Club. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley, with my co-host, Tracy DeLuise, and a whole bunch of people here. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hello, Hello. Gary. Hello. Hello. All right. We are carrying further along in Joshua's first book, A Perception of Reality. We're now in Chapter 5 in the third section of Chapter 5, which is the last section, all about emotions. And as we go into this, Joshua is really pointing out the fact that we are really in charge of those emotions. The emotions are guidance, and they let us know our level of alignment with our inner self's perspective on our life. So if we maintain that higher perspective that our inner self is saying as everything is right, everything is perfect, then we feel good, we receive positive emotion. But when we disagree, with our inner self because we're perceiving from our limited perspective that something's wrong, then we receive negative emotion. And the negative emotion is our indication that we're looking at an illusion of reality and not the true reality. As humans, we live in duality, so we tend to see things as good or bad, right or wrong. Um, but in reality, everything's neutral. And so we get to choose whether we perceive it as good or bad. And if we're perceiving it as bad, well, then we're looking at the illusion because in reality, nothing is ever bad or wrong. It's simply triggering a limiting belief that causes us to feel fear and perceive that things aren't going the way they should be going. But if everything is always working out for you, that means everything is always going right. The trick is how do we choose our perspective to see it as right? And we do that as creators. We are the creator of our reality. We choose to th see things as working out for us. We choose to look at everything from a higher perspective, and this is our new approach to life. All right, I'm gonna start by just jumping into the first paragraph here, which is now talking about your emotional state of being, right? And that's a different idea than simply what your emotions are. So in each moment, we have a different emotional state of being. We're either feeling good and being happy and positive, or we are not feeling good, we're in a bad mood, we're looking at things from a limited perspective. Your emotional state of being has an impact on your focus on the negative or positive aspects of any event. If you, if you are currently in a lower emotional state, such as depression, you will likely find a match to your state of being in whatever, you are, whatever event you are observing. If you are in a high emotional state, such as passion or happiness, you will likely be a match to the positive aspects of any event. Your emotional state attracts like vibration. And as always, you have control over your emotional state of being. So uh, an example that I always talk about is imagine with you're with a bunch of friends, you're having a great time, you're walking down the sidewalk and you trip and fall. You really don't feel pain. You don't hurt yourself. You jump back up and you laugh because you're in this high vibe emotional state of being with all your friends. And if your friends are laughing while you fall down, you just join in with them, right? But if you're like going to give a speech 
and you're in this big crowd and you walk up onto the stage and you trip and fall on the stage, you're gonna feel something totally different because now you're in a different emotional state of being. Or when you're walking by yourself and you're really pissed off and you're, you're did you ever do this? <laughs> I used to do this in school all the time. Trip on my own feet and then look around to see if anyone saw me, you know, because you feel like a real dumbass. So that has to do with your overall outlook on life, the emotional state of being. And we get to choose that. That's always our choice. So we're either being in this good mood and positive and happy, or we're letting something drag us down. You're always in control of your varying emotional state of being. You're often in the emotional state of contentment and well-being. Sometimes you dip into the emotional state of anger, and sometimes you rise to the emotional state of exhilaration. So this paragraph is talking about our baseline emotional state. Our natural state is one of well-being and contentment. And sometimes we rise above that in exhilaration, and sometimes we dip down into something more negative. Um, Emotional states are similar to moods and can change as easily and as often as your mood alters. You could be in the emotional state of well-being, but as you observe something unwanted, you might dip into emotional state of frustration. As you observe something that you perceive as pleasing, you raise your emotional state once again. As you remain unaware of your control over your emotional states, you allow them to rise and fall as a result of your observation. And this is a key point because we tend to believe that outside conditions cause us to feel something. And it's actually the event is neutral and you choose how you perceive the event. And it's your choice based on your belief system that causes you to feel something, not the event itself, but your reaction to it. So if you are in a relationship, for instance, and you are really attached to this feeling of worthiness that is dictated by your mate's behavior, then if your mate opens the door for you, you feel like you're receiving love. And if the mate forgets to open the door for you, you feel like he is not or she is not loving you, right? So you tend to say that person's behavior is an indication of or causes me to feel something. And it's really your level of worthiness in this case that allows you to see it as good or, or bad or indifferent. Okay. At lower emotional states of being, such as rage or jealousy, you have access mostly to lower vibrating thoughts that match your present emotional state. If you're in an emotional state of jealousy, for instance, the thoughts you attract are not those of compassion, love, and peace. They are likely those of fear and doubt and justice and revenge. Your state of being limits or expands your access to thoughts. Is that interesting? So we vibrate at some level based on our current emotional state of being, and we attract, just like everything else, thoughts that are at that same vibration. And it's no, and then this is like this law of of uh, momentum and um, and expansion is that you, if you're in a lower emotional state of being, you attract lower vibrational thoughts, and so you dip down even further. It's expanding, 
And if you're in a high flying place and you're having a lot of fun, you attract funny things to say and great conversation, and that causes you to feel even better. So there's always this momentum towards whatever your emotional state of being is. And it's like um, the stream of David's. The stream is always talking about up and down the spiral, right? And without knowing what we're doing, we go up and down, up and down, up and down all day long. But we have control over where we are on that spiral. And as long as we know how this whole system is working, we can then reach for thoughts, reach for how we're being, new behaviors that allow us to go up that spiral. And imagine that you have a base set point wherever you are in your life right now. <clears throat> and so let's say that well-being is zero. And some of us are living at negative 10. And some of us are living at negative 100. And some of us is, are living at positive 10. And some of us are living at positive 50 or whatever. And that's our baseline where we are. So as we practice feeling better, being in alignment more often, realizing who we are, seeing ourselves from a higher perspective, we raise that baseline. So when we wake up in the morning, we wake up at a 11 rather than a 10 since yesterday. And as we practice, 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 we get to feel good more of the time. And we raise that baseline emotional state of being. And then this, this new level of beingness from a more considered approach of alignment, which alignment becomes now our priority rather than trying to create conditions that make us feel good. The alignment creates prior, our priority in our life. And so as we endeavor to feel better every single day, we raise that baseline every day. So now it's harder to dip down to where we used to be. And I think those of us who've gone through the boot camp realize this, right? Do you guys agree that you're feeling better more of the time now? Definitely. Oh, yes. Definitely. I, I have yeah. to search for my manifestation events. Like I got to dig. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> got to get down deep, man. Go for like the thought level ones. Yeah. And it's, it's this, you know, because we've come through that boot camp and we understand more clearly how who we're being affects our reality and how the system is designed to allow us to go on this journey of self-exploration to discover who we truly are. Now we change our focus away from conditions needing to be different and towards this exploration of who we are. So when we face a manifestation event, we don't take it personally. We just realize that we have some beliefs that are in conflict with who we truly are and we get to process those beliefs. So we see it as a good thing. We don't see negative emotion as bad as we once did. We see it more as, as you know, uh, guidance. And so we appreciate it rather than resist it. And so now we get more inspiration and we're doing more things and we're testing the boundaries of our belief system and we're facing little manifestation events here and there. And when we feel negative emotion, we feel it more intensely, which is what we truly want. And so we're gradually shifting up the spiral of positive emotional states of being. And that feels better. And as we enjoy that feeling and feel worthy of that feeling, it grows and grows and grows. You might think you create your own thoughts in your mind. This is not completely accurate. 
since all thoughts that have ever existed still exist and are still available. You attract thoughts. The type and quality of thoughts you attract is dependent on your vibration at the time you summon the thought. If you're in a high emotional state, you are vibrating at a high level and you will attract thoughts that match your high vibration. You have gained access through your higher vibration to thoughts that exist and are only available at this level. Gary, um, I thought that was very, that was a very profound statement that um, because of our choice of um, choosing um, better um, thoughts and emotional states, it, it, it like opens up, you know, the Pandora's box of better um, thoughts and, and so forth. I, I thought that was very interesting. What's it? Statement. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because we always thought that our brains were thought factories and that if we have a good idea that we manufactured that good idea in our head. Right. And what's really happening is we've risen to a vibration where the, the nice thought or the inspired idea has been released to us or revealed to us because we are at that vibration. And if you understand this process, then you can understand how you can attract brilliant ideas that have never been thought before. Because if you can raise your vibration to the level of that original thought or original idea, then you're the one who gets it. You know, If someone else around on the other side of the world has done the same thing, then they receive the same idea at the same time, you know, or a similar time. And so that really tells us that there's this potential for all these new ideas and new books and new artwork and new songs and new inventions that are waiting for someone to reach this vibrational place. And of course that has to do with what you're interested in, what your desires are and how you perceive yourself. Now, if you don't perceive yourself as being worthy of that idea, well, two things will happen. One is you might never get to the vibrational level of that idea. Or two, if you get it, you may not act on the idea because you don't think that that idea is for you. You might think it's a crazy idea or people are going to judge you for the idea or whatever, or that you can't do it. So you would, would you attract like, uh, the specific idea or is it like a general idea and then as an individual you would kind of mold it to your own from your own experience and stuff yeah so um, let's let's imagine that you attracted the genesis for the idea for a book and somehow you through your vibration which includes your set of beliefs and your desires and your you know, awareness, your, which is your beliefs, of course, that genesis, that little, maybe one sentence comes to you. <clears throat> so now what do you do with it, right? Now you either think, well, that's a fun thought, whatever, and throw it away. Or you say, maybe that could be a book. But then you go, geez, I can't write a book, who am I? Or you say, you know, I'll just start something, right? And see where that leads or I'll look it up online and see if anyone's come up with this idea anywhere else, you know, because maybe that's leading you to another person. Right. So you have to realize that if the idea comes to you, it's because it's for you specifically. 
and that you're the one that's unlocked this idea. And even if someone else has had this idea and has done something with it, because it's coming through you, it comes in a different form. And so you can add to their work or do something completely unique based on you. The problem is we tend to use our imagination to imagine the completed fruition of the idea and all the work that could be involved and all the steps we'd have to take and all the ramifications of that idea or possibly losing what we have now. You know, how can I go be a famous author if I'm, you know, and have my job at the same time? You know, I'd have to quit my job in order to do this. And so we end up killing the idea because we're thinking too far ahead. Right. Yeah. But also, if you realize that the idea is divine, that it's in this realm of potentiality, it's based in source and love, and that it came to you, then you can realize the divinity of the idea and how special that is. If you think you're manufacturing these ideas, then you're going to say, oh, that's just me thinking something stupid, right? That's and you're never going to give it the credibility or the power that's really in there. Right. That yeah. makes sense. Uh, let's see. Okay. When you find yourself in a lower vibrational state of emotional being, such as anger, the first thought that might come to you at this lower level is an act of violence. You might have the thought of punching the object of your anger, whether it's another person or something inanimate, such as your computer. This thought, given your lower emotional state of being, might appear to be a good idea at the time you might be inspired to act out on this idea. Given your low, lower emotional state of being, the idea of striking someone or something may feel good to you. But lower vibrating thoughts bring an even lower vibration when acted on or dwelled upon. Okay, so the higher vibrational idea, when you act on it, it's going to lead to a more higher vibration. It's actually going to lead to an expansion that allows you to get even higher vibrating. Isn't that interesting? Okay, you let's say you vibrate at a 10 and you're feeling good and you receive an idea and then you're inspired to some action in the moment. You take this action, you expand through that process of acting, of taking action. You come to another expanded level and now you have access to well-being at level 11. Well, if you're in a lower emotional state, negative 10, and you get frustrated with your computer and you punch the computer, well, now you have a broken computer and a broken hand and you're embarrassed and you feel even worse. And so now you've dipped down even lower vibrationally. Now that's not wrong or bad, it's just not, you know, productive. Make sense? Anyone punch their computer lately or want to? Not lately. <laughs> I did for a new one, a larger one, and my old one responded in big time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't get the new one. Generally, you won't allow yourself to get to the new one unless the old one totally goes awry. Yep, that's what happened. Yep. It, it paved the way. <laughs> you have total control over every aspect of your life. As you are the sole creator of your experience, you have control over your emotional state of being. Any chronic state of being, whether it's joy or depression, is simply the result of a consistent level of thought. So chronic 
emotional state of being is chronic thought, right? And it can be chronically positive or chronically negative. Does that make sense? We tend to think of this chronic idea as a negative thing, but it's more like consistency. You're consistently vibrating at a higher level or at a lower level. And when people have chronic physical conditions, it's because they're chronically at this lower emotional state of being. Does that make sense? Would you agree, Mira? Mira's our daughter. She's on mute. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got you. She's unmuted. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> yep. Generally happy, fecal, <laughs> generally happy people focus on aspects of life that are more positive in nature and pleasing to them when they turn their attention to them. Similarly, unhappy or depressed people tend to focus on the aspects of life that are more negative in their perception. They focus on the unwanted things or their current lack of wanted things and they experience bad feeling emotions. The bad feeling emotions drive their emotional state of being toward a lower level and they receive more unpleasant feeling thoughts. Their emotions are chronically bad feeling and they lose the ability from this perspective to gain a high vibrational state of being. They are unaware of their power over their state of being and they fall into a trap of delusion. Since they have access only to lower level thoughts, from their limited perspective, it seems like they have no control over their situation. They may not regain control until they transition into the non-physical where they will have full access to higher vibrating thoughts and much higher levels of being. So, hey Gary, I, want, I wanted to comment on, on that. Um, our um, office assistant that works for us, I mean, super sweet and very you know efficient with bookkeeping and, and so forth, but she is just a very negative thinker and and every time i turn around she, her car is breaking down or yeah. this is happening to her her you know her, she's getting sick or i mean it's just like and my husband's like god i've never seen somebody with so such bad luck and it, and it's just because of this low vibration you know perpetual state of negative thinking and feeling like her comment is i just exist yeah like it's just very interesting that this right here nails it of why yeah. she just has all this bad luck yeah and it's you know you can see that if you are source coming into physical reality you're born into life as source and well-being and then you choose this trajectory that allows you to adopt limiting beliefs and so you go, we all go through that stage. We've all been depressed at some point. We've all been frustrated. We've all been negative, but we've all somehow come to a new perspective. And possibly that frustration and that pain and anguish and suffering has alerted us to this fact that we're just not living in alignment with who we are. And so that's how we all got here, right? Um, so you can see that how society is set up and how people reinforce the negative so much in, in themselves and other people, how they tend to talk about the things that are going wrong instead of the things that are going right. It, you, can, you can see that why so many people are 
depressed. And once you're in that depression, boy, there's a lot of momentum behind that. And because you're attracting thoughts that resonate with depression, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And from that deep pit of despair, it's very hard to see the light until possibly you reach the bottom of that pit and then you start reaching for some kind of change because that will always create desire, you know. But if you're in this approach to life of control, you might tend to think that the only way to get out of that pit is to control your reality. Um, it's very interesting. And it's like those kind of people, there's really nothing much that we can do except be positive. But our positivity is totally abhorrent to them. They just think we're being ridiculous when we're being positive, you know. They're not so ready funny. for it. It's really so funny you say that, Gary, because my sister-in-law is a real negative thinker. And um, the other day, my daughter just got back from traveling in Italy and um, France, and then she was in Peru, you know, for her semester. And my sister-in-law was always saying how dangerous it is everywhere, and there's explosions here, and this, and you know, it's like always something. And my daughter said. Well, Titia is always afraid of everything. She's afraid of right here in New Bedford, too, where we live. Everything's <laughs> always so scary. So it's just so, it's interesting. Her perspective is just such a fearful, negative thing. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend like that, too. It's, they're, they're everywhere, you yeah. know, all these different, and it's, it's, it's so almost, fascinating to be able to see and understand it, it now. It is. And, you know, it's almost funny now. Like, it, yeah. It's, it used to be like I used to have to try to tra change her perspective, but now I just think, isn't that interesting? It's so hilarious, you know? Exactly. I don't try anymore. I yeah. I picked up recently a, a teenage client with an addiction, and I would never, ever tout myself as an addiction coach, so I was very careful about taking this one on and not giving away false promises. But what I discovered was that he was caught in a negative vibrational addiction pattern and that I could work on that level and then he was he was not enjoying his therapy but he did find very helpful what I did was put him through <clears throat> the boot camp uh, manifestation perception just kind of change and he was he said that he found that part most helpful because Ooh. he was judging himself you know he was just like oh, I'm never going to be a responsible mature adult or you know I'm never going to be a successful responsible adult I said how old are you now 18 uh, did you apply to college? Yes. You know, you're successful. Are you, you're, you're an adult, you're, you know, so just shifting and changing that it, it shifted. I don't know if I made a difference in whether he's using or not, but getting to the root, to the base of the addiction, it was actually the, the vibration. And then he had this repeated thought process that yep. he would cycle through. Um, and he was, he found that extremely helpful. So just, just saying that, you know, sometimes that negative vibrational state is in, it, it is an addiction. It's like a chemical. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fascinating how you, you know, we can teach people, you know, without them even knowing it, how to prove their limiting beliefs false and how to prove their empowering beliefs true, you know, by just yeah. giving them that, that understanding and like you did with him. You know, going through all the, you know, things. Hey, did you apply to college? Okay, there's proof right there. You are responsible. You are this. You are. Stop, you know, getting yeah. into that negative cycle. Well, you know, having, having our company, we've gone through scads and scads of employees for the last 25 years. And I can tell you that, let's say we're at a company function, everybody's having a blast. 
and same party, same people, same event. And one of our employees, was, she constantly sees that same fun thing as, oh, ho, hum, you know, I got a fan, blah, blah, blah. I have one employee and one employee only over these past 21 years that has never, ever not smiled. She's never out. She's never sick. Even when she fell up the stairs and sliced her leg open, she giggled. This girl is unbelievable. But one out of 50, 60, 70 maybe, you know. Uh, but everything to her is positive. It's wonderful. And it shows in her whole persona, her success with us, uh, as opposed to that, the other one, that everything is wrong. She always has a problem. It's amazing. It's part it's of like, the interview process, right? Yeah, oh, imagine, God, yes. imagine yes. if we could find those people who are living in love and hire them. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm sure they'd be a lot more expensive, that's for sure. Oh, my God. It's worth it. It's worth it. I'm telling you now. Yeah. Um, there's, so there's this famous, uh, famous experiment with mice where they gave the mice two water bottles. One was filled with cocaine and one is just water, right? And so the mice would always go to the cocaine one and they just get addicted and become the cocaine. <laughs> but then they thought, okay, well, if people have a choice, if people get addicted, they're addicted for life. They're just going to choose that addiction. It's a natural thing, they say. And then they, they realized that, well, in Vietnam, a lot of people started doing heroin in Vietnam. And when they came home, they just quit. And so they re-engineered this experiment to make this... Uh, with these mice, and instead of putting them in a cage, they put them in this mice wonderland where they had all this activity they were with other <laughs> mice, they had all these things, and none, well, like, like instead of 100% taking the cocaine, they only took it occasionally here and there, like 5%. And none of them were addicted to it, right? So it's this idea that the environment, which includes your emotional state of being, is what leads to depression, addiction of all kinds, or to these other higher vibrational states. I was just in a convenience store and I noticed everyone in there, one guy's buying soda, one guy's buying chips, one guy's buying ice cream, one guy's buying cigarettes, one guy's buying beer. It's this addiction center, right? And whatever your addiction is, you come to the center and you get your addiction. And it was just really interesting to observe all these people coming to, everyone's addicted to something. And why is that? Because they're trying to soothe this lower emotional state of being. Instead of like going to the gym, being addicted to exercise. That could be the same thing too though. But anyway. It is, yeah. I've, I've known people who are addicted to exercise. It's, it's the same as any addiction. Yeah, but if you're in this higher vibrational state, you know, then yeah. it's beneficial. Even For if you're sure. in a higher vibrational state and you want ice cream, there's a beneficial aspect of that because it, it aligns with this higher vibrational state, not to change the conditions, but to enhance the conditions. Right? Yeah. Ice cream, good. Ice yeah. Cream, good. Ice cream, good. I, I, I'm addicted to sugar-free gummy bears. <laughs> there. It's out in the world. Uh. All That's right. the beginning of, of what's that, um, of healing or, you know, is admitting, <laughs> yeah. admitting you have the addiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. This paragraph is interesting. 
Once you've made a decision in a high emotional state, you might reconsider the decision at a lower vibrational state. The decision does not to be, be as sound from a lower state of being. It's not because the decision or the events surrounding it have changed. It's because you have changed perspective. Your perspective from your lower emotional state of being has shifted from one of a generally positive nature to one of a more generally negative nature. You see the world and this particular decision in a new light. It's a more negative light. And the thoughts that come to you now as you ponder this decision are of a negative nature and make the decision appear to be negative. However, this is an illusion. Okay, this is exactly what happens when we receive inspiration. We receive an inspiring idea, we feel fear, and that fear drops us into a lower emotional state of being. And from that lower emotional state, we reconsider the idea and now it doesn't make sense to us, you know, because we're in a different vibration. And then we say, no, we're not gonna do it or whatever. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. One of the reasons Joshua says all decisions are, are right. Once you've made the decision, it's cast and now you can lean into it, whatever it is. Okay. All emotional states of being have specific and unique vibrational frequency. Rage is different from anger in vibrational terms and has variations of intensity within it. We can get very specific in describing the vibrational patterns of every aspect of every possible emotion. Attraction is specific to your overall vibrational pattern at each moment in time and brings you that to which you are a match based on your overall vibrational pattern. As you can imagine, your vibrational pattern is not static, but is in a constant state of flux. In the long term, your life will unfold based on your overall vibrational pattern. In the short term, you'll attract manifestation events that reflect your vibrational pattern in the moment, or we could say during the short term. That's so really our life is unfolding based on our general vibrational pattern. And that general vibrational pattern is in a total state of flux. The more generally we raise our vibration by being in alignment, feeling good, and being in a high emotional state of being, the more our life will unfold to that higher level. And the more we live in fear, the more we, we attract generally a life based in fear. And there's momentum to each of these approaches. So there's a, men, a momentum to, for those of us who are considering raising our vibration incrementally every day. And as we do that, we ascend this momentous journey to higher vibrations. And the same can be true of those who are over time living in fear and not adjusting their belief system. The key to changing your state of being in the moment is to understand in more detail the mechanism of emotional states of being. Most humans react to the conditions they see around them. They want the conditions to be different before they allow themselves to feel differently. If they hear some bad news, they might internalize it and start to feel badly. If they hear some good news, they react in a positive manner. However, if you realize that others, including the news, society at large, and all other people have no ability to create in your reality, then you do not need to react to outside conditions. You make the conditions, you create it all. 
it's time for you to understand this fact and realize that you can change your own conditions by, oh, go on, by changing how you feel, right? By changing your vibration. You cannot alter conditions by reacting negative, negatively to the conditions in the moment. You must change the conditions over time through thought alone. Action in the moment of an unwanted condition will generally worsen your feelings regarding the condition. Any condition that exists in your life, either wanted or unwanted, was previously created by you by your predominance of thought. This is a very specific concept regarding the process of deliberate creation, but it is important to understand that even in your ignorance of the process, you created the conditions that currently exist in your life. Right? We're the creator of our reality. What exists now has been created by our past thoughts, our past vibration. So what is created in this moment is the perfect representation of that past vibration. If we like it, keep going. If we, have a, if we want it to improve, then we improve it through thinking higher vibrational thoughts, being in a higher vibrational emotional state of being, and generally ratcheting up our overall sense of well-being. Gary, can I just say something? Um, it's interesting how we are always focused on that what is around us, right? And we cannot help but actually notice it. So that can influence our vibration all the time. And what I found really what works for me is that to just kind of stop and notice, oh, I'm focusing on what it is and I don't like that. And then I just ask myself questions constantly. And these questions actually kind of shift my focus into like one question would be, okay, what do I actually want? Or how would it feel if this was this way? Or wouldn't it be beautiful if I had this or this was happening? And that just instantly kind of catapults me into a different vibration. Yeah. So that's it's, a mechanism that is helping me to just kind of move myself very quickly out of noticing what is around to this is what I want things to look like, or this is how would they feel if, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, well, cultivate the feelings. That's how I do it. Well, we have to understand that we're programmed to, to fix conditions yeah. and to manipulate conditions. And we've had what seems like success in those areas. But we're always focusing on what we think we want rather than what we truly want. And what we think we want is dictated by that programming based in fear. Uh, I was watching a pretty cool, uh, cool YouTube, uh, not YouTube, TED talk about this guy who went through high school, then the next step was going through college, then the next step was finding a mate, then the next step was getting married. The next step was having a kid. And he realized at this point, he's bringing home the baby from the hospital. He's got $18,000 in credit card debt. He's got all this student loan. And he's got all this stuff in this apartment. And he's sort of trapped where he is right there. And at the time of all this chaos that was going around, they're looking for another house because they're outgrown this apartment. They're looking to buy a house, right? The next step on that classic evolution of what we think a proper life is. And so he says, is this what we really want? And so him and his wife sit down and they say, if we could create what we really wanted, what would that be? And they said, well, rather than gathering all this stuff and living life that was programmed and that we didn't choose the script we didn't choose, 
let's make our own script. What would we really want? Well, we would really want freedom. And they said, okay, in that we are going to sell all this stuff. We're going to pay off all this debt and we're going to backpack through Australia for a month. And so they took two years and it was really hard. They paid off all the debt and then they, they uh, let go of their apartment and they just got backpacks. They said, we're gonna pare it all down so we can fit everything we need in our whole lives in these two backpacks. And they got on a plane, went to Australia and backpacked around. And then when they came back, they were free now to concentrate on what they truly wanted, which was a life of more freedom. I was just, had this inspiration today to look at what in our culture we say are priorities. So priority number one would be career, financial success, that sort of thing. Then two might be relationships and three might be health and four might be some sort of spiritual connection and five might be how you feel, right? Or the body or how you feel, right? So, the, so we tend to put aside how we feel, so we effort and struggle to get this financial thing, thinking that once we get that, then we'll feel good. So based on Joshua's teachings, the reverse would be, the number one thing you would do would be to feel good. That would be your priority. And that everything below that would support the items above it. So the next thing would be a spiritual connection. And that spiritual connection is only there to support feeling good, support alignment. And below that would be relationships. And the relationships are only there to support spiritual connection, to support alignment. And then, then you would be your physical body. And that's, maybe that's number two actually. Physical body supports all this. And then the last thing would be, you know, your financial condition, right? Because that would take care of itself if you're in alignment. You would never even need to think about it. It would be the side effect to this new priority, new structure. I think that's going to be a one-hour course that we're going to do in the next Joshua retreat. <laughs> Exciting, huh? Okay. Yeah. So how are we doing on time? Let's go skip down a little bit here. Um, all right. This is talking about this job. Yeah, this job. How can you change your emotional state of being while at work when you hate your job. First, you must realize it was your thoughts that created your job, which in turn created the aspects of your job you do not like. The only reason you had that job is because that's the manifestation of these negative thoughts you were feeling in the first place. And that in this job, you get to feel all those feelings in physical reality that you didn't like, right? Um, if you were in the emotional state of being described as unworthiness, you took a job that fit perfectly with your emotional state and reflected back that state to you. With this knowledge, should you now quit your job to remove yourself from the condition? You could, but only if you were sure you could find a higher state of being prior to finding a new job. However, a far more productive course of action would be to understand the role of your emotional state of being and how that plays in any condition, including your present work environment. The job itself is neither positive or negative in nature. It's your focus of attention that creates the illusion of positivity or negativity within you. Your perspective creates a job that is either hated or loved. Your perception is the only thing that matters. As you change your perception of the job you once hated to a perception of the same job 
you now appreciate your job will actually change. You have all the power. So instead of quitting that job, try focusing on all the positive aspects and removing your attention from the negative aspects. Like a large, large ship with you in control of the rudder, your attention to the positive will slowly begin to turn the ship in the direction you prefer. Over time, with consistent attention to the positive aspects of the job, you will come to either love this job, be promoted to a position you love, or be inspired to find a completely new job that you love. However, the job will not change until you consciously realize you have control and start to think better thoughts. Pretty interesting, huh? So you attracted this job so that you could feel all these negative feelings that you were feeling before the job of unworthiness. And now you start to change your perception of it, realizing you are worthy and start focusing on the positive aspects. And this will lead to a job you love or to some other job or to some promotion. Pretty cool. Um, does anyone have any experience with this? I actually did this one time. Well, big, big time. Um, before the boot camp, because um, I've been in real estate for 15 years and I was um, now retrospect, I was really like hating my career and, and not liking it anymore, burned out and all of that. And then I, my business started dwindling. Like I, I wasn't getting the, you know, the production that I used to, to have. And now I've really been working on changing my perspective and being appreciative. And, and I took in two new listings this week. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> changing, you know, my whole, uh, attitude. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it's, it's like, well, I did this, you know, so, um, I was, I dabbled in flipping houses when I was in my normal real estate career. And I would always stress over the time it took, the cost, you know, what the quality was. And there would always be problems with buyers, you know, and the profits weren't always that great. And then when I lost everything and came back to it, after, after going through Abraham and understanding the positive aspects of all this, I thought thoughts of, this is gonna be great for this neighborhood. All the neighbors are gonna love me. The buyer of this house is gonna be so thrilled. It's gonna be the highest priced house in the whole neighborhood, which will lift the market value of the entire neighborhood. And um, it'll, the timing will be perfect. And I'll be inspired by what to do and when to do it and how to change the house. And I'll attract the right workers. And, and however that happens, I'll allow it to be without trying to control any part of it. And you couldn't believe the success. It was so much fun. I did it all in about an hour a day. And then after, I would do Joshua in the morning. I would go see the houses from like 11 to 12. And then I would play poker the rest of the day. And even while I'm playing poker, they might call and ask a question or might go to Home Depot and I would give the credit card. I could do all that from there. And the houses were done quickly. They were done totally different than I thought they should be done. I used to think a whole crew had to go in there and bang it out. And as it evolved, it turned out I would put two guys in one house and then just let those two guys do the whole thing, you know, and then have several houses going. And those two guys would just build this team work and they'd all have to show up for each other because one guy couldn't do it by himself. So no one's calling in sick. It's just amazing how it all worked. And then the profit on these things was incredible all the way through. It's, it's 
changing this, going from wanting things to be different to appreciating how they are happening, that perspective is so effective. It's unbelievable how it works. All right, let's just jump down to the last couple paragraphs. By focusing on the positive aspects of any present condition, you improve your emotional state of being, which will begin to improve your present condition. There, are always, there is always the lag of time in physical reality. Your present emotional state of being affects how your life unfolds over time. Your new improved state of being will also begin to affect how your life unfolds over time. Momentum has brought you to this place, so your ship turns slowly towards a new direction. Give it time, and with consistently improved thoughts and improved emotional states of being, you will move in the direction of what is desired rather than what is not desired. Absolutely. That's like a book in itself, that whole one section of one part of this one book. This book is so full of stuff. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So say amen. 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 So, <laughs> you know, I really, I really, uh, really appreciate it kind of got it it talks about <clears throat> whatever event it's a mirror reflecting back the image of your own state of being and that really resonated to me it was your own words and thoughts that led to the event um, that really and then when we act in the, the, those negative situations we only make it worse yep it's just uh, brought it all together for me yeah yeah, and if you could react by saying, oh, this is just a reflection of how I'm being, I'm going to change how I'm being. It's like right. a slap in the face, right? And you say, oh, I'm not going to take it personally. I'm just going to say, oh, I was being a little honorary there. I'm going to start to be a little lighter and more fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. You could cool. do that with anything, any situation. I just did it just now. It was so funny. I'm sitting here. <laughs> and I got a hot... I know I got a hot flash and I'm like, oh God, oh God, I'm having a hot, oh my God, it's so hot. And as Gary's reading the sentence, I'm like, oh my God, I'm having a hot flash. This feels great. I'm not cold anymore because it's cold <laughs> up here. And I'm like, this is wonderful. And I yeah. just, yeah, yeah <laughs> instantly changed. <laughs> oh yeah, that is. I used to complain because I get them only in the summer. I said, damn, why don't they come in the winter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next week we're going to go into chapter six, inspiration, motivation, and action. This is Man. how things start to change. All right, we're building yeah. momentum here with this uh, book club. It's getting fun. So we will see you all next week, next Saturday. Thank you so Thank much. You. Right. Happy Saturday. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. All right, well, that's really a deep dive into emotions. I hope you liked that episode. And we'll be back again in a week or so with chapter six. So stay tuned for that. Please remember to share this podcast with your friends. If you'd like to buy this book, it's a perception of reality and you can find it on Amazon with all the other books there. Just uh, search Gary Temple Bodley. Also, if you'd like to join our private Facebook group, it's the friends of Joshua and more information can be found about Joshua at the teachings of Joshua.com. If you'd like to email me about anything, my email address is garybodley at gmail.com. So have a week and we'll see you next time.